Hey, and welcome back to the SERS Group podcast. I'm JC. And I'm Barbara. Today we are talking about what you should eat when you have SERS. And if you're like me and you love food, this is a very important topic of conversation. Yes. Um, so the official shoemaker protocol recommendation is the low amylose, low mold diet. I would say it's so it's very low inflammatory and it's it's relatively restricted. It's it's mainly the main focus is the the low low starch, no sugar. Um, you, you're very focused on whole foods. Uh, so meats are all fine. Most fruits are fine. Vegetables that grow above the ground. Um, but the things to avoid are anything that's been processed and dairy and alcohol and condiments and mushrooms and lots of that cured meats. So it's my point in listing out all the things that have to do with this diet are, it is a little bit on the complicated side. It's, it's a little bit of one of those where you got to print out a list and put it on your fridge and like kind of get used to all of the rules for a bit, which is maybe why people like JC and I just opted to go with carnivore. To be fair, we were carnivore before we found out we had SIRS. This is accurate. However, I will point out that before I knew about SIRS, I did get diagnosed with SIBO, which P.S. If you have SIBO, you probably have SIRS. Um, that I, I I literally went through the same process because I was told, oh, you want to do low FODMAP or GAPS or, you know, insert million different diets here. And I looked at all of them Went, I don't want to print out a list and put it on my fridge carnivore fits all of those cool i'm just gonna do that and i did research about carnivore and that led me there so i did i am probably describing my my own journey towards carnivore here when i describe all of this but when i see this low amylose or sorry yeah low amylose low mold diet like and all the rules it just brings back all those memories of wanting to simplify my life which is why carnivore was the answer for me anyway yeah, I, I'll say um, for the ankylosing spondylitis group that I'm a part of on Facebook, they are the low starch for ankylosing spondylitis group. And starch is another way to say amylose. So uh, for them, a lot of them have, you know, that really complicated system of things they can and cannot eat. And they actually go another step further and they test everything with iodine to see if it reacts and if it reacts then it's starch. So if you are someone who wants to continue to incorporate things and things can be really hit or miss, like um, ripe avocados typically don't have a lot of amylose content, but if it's a less ripe avocado, it might. Um, so that's why they end up testing everything. And yeah, I'm on board with Barbara here. Like that's, I don't have time for that. Just <laughs> feed me bacon. <laughs> I can't imagine dropping iodine on everything that I eat just to see if there's some kind of, I mean, what happens when it reacts, do you know, like what, it, what are you looking for? Yeah. So when you have the iodine, you'll do like a test run, uh, you have it just a drop on a, uh, I was going to say a piece of paper, but don't do that. Um, Like on a porcelain plate or something that's not starch and it'll be dark brown. And then if you put a drop on something that has starch, it turns black. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a fascinating. Scientist. It is it's a fun science experiment for sure, but ain't nobody got time for that. 
Yeah. And you have to make sure it's like a particular kind of iodine and it's not too diluted and it's, it's a lot of effort. So it's interesting in that low starch group, there's like me and one other guy. We're just like, yeah, this is too hard. Let's just do carnivore. Like we basically say that on every single post. Yeah. I'm not surprised. I don't, I don't want to have to consult a, a paper or notes or or website every time I'm like deciding like the amount of broccoli I'm allowed to eat. Like broccoli's not worth that anyway <laughs> to begin with. So why am I checking that I can have like three florets? But yeah, no, I'm I'm not a fan. So yeah, carnivore is safe. Yeah. And the dairy thing is interesting because uh, part of the thing with SIRS is you produce something called anti-gliadin antibodies. And people might be familiar with those because it's what creates gluten intolerance. If you have anti-gliadin antibodies, then you react negatively to gluten. But what happens with SIRS people is your body is so flooded with anti-gliadin antibodies that you start reacting to the proteins in dairy like you would gluten. So some people have who have SIRS can tolerate dairy just fine and some people can't. And it's kind of like that downstream effect of SIRS where it's like, you don't know which of the 37 symptoms you personally will have, but it's going to be some combination of them. Uh, and so my point in saying this is the dairy can be really hit or miss. Dairy is typically included on some types of carnivore diets. So I just wanted to clarify that for people as well. Yeah, that's really good to note. And I, I know from my personal experience, um, when I was living in California, dairy and I did not get along at all. I would still eat it on occasion because it's delicious, but it was not a good thing for me. When I moved to Las Vegas and consequently did feel better, again, this is pre-SERS treatment. Before I even knew about SERS, I just was like, oh, I have a little bit lessening of some symptoms, just a little bit. I was able to eat more dairy. I didn't go crazy. Like there's still certain types that I don't do well with. Pepper Jack seems to be an issue for me, um, but a little bit of cheddar or even string cheese seemed to be fine. That's just my own personal experience. Um, again, I don't go crazy with it uh, generally because it just doesn't make me feel super great. But I do think that's interesting that that is that tolerance changes depending on how you're doing. Yeah. And for, for me, I, I eat so much dairy like half of my diet is cheese. So it really is very bio-individual in that way. And then if you are thinking about doing a carnivore diet or you're like, what the heck is a carnivore diet? I really recommend The Carnivore Cure by uh, Judy Cho. She's Nutrition with Judy on Instagram, but it's a really great guide for the different stages of a carnivore diet and kind of like your least worst progression through the elimination phase to figuring out like, where you can settle in terms of your diet. Right. And a quick note on her book, I happily have a copy somewhere back there, but as of this recording, March, 2023, uh, it is sold out in paperback version. You can get it on ebook version right now. However, uh, you may want to wait because she is wrapping up on finishing the second edition, which will have good, some good updates in it. Uh, so that, that should be out sometime later this year who knows when, but just a quick note on that. There you go. Yeah. And that's, that's something that drives me nuts in the carnivore community. Generally speaking is the whole carnivore harder thing because I did that. You did that. We both did that. I did it for an entire year 
I was waiting, just waiting for the symptoms to stop. Am I doing something wrong? Well, let me go beef only. Oh, that didn't work. Well, maybe I need to eat a bunch of different, I need to start eating fish. Oh, I need to cut this. I need to cut coffee. All the things, I tried them all. Every of the things was tried <laughs> and and nothing healed me because guess what? I had SIRS. Uh, so I had to go through an actual treatment protocol. Um, and I I will... I will say this, there's a lot of nuance here and I don't, I definitely don't want to give any permission to just go eat what you want or, or have a whatever. It's good to be as clean as you can be. And like JC did, she figured out what she could tolerate and what felt good to her. And she leaned into that and didn't worry about the tiny trace amounts of additives or whatever the heck might be in that. Um, but like I, I've drank coffee pretty much this whole time that I was doing SERS treatment. Technically that's on the, you know, on the restricted list for the no, no amylose, no sugar diet thing. Um, and it doesn't seem to be, it doesn't seem to have moved the needle one way or the other for me personally. Some people might be more reactive than that. That's true. So you've got to figure out what works best for you. Um, but if, real life happens and you need to just grab something, some burger patties at McDonald's, for example, because just life is going crazy and that's the best thing you can do. Don't worry about what it is that that was cooked in. This goes back to the whole perfectionism talk, of course, uh, with carnivore. But I think that good enough and the best you can do is going to be fine, really, most of the time. Yeah, I completely agree. I gave up coffee twice. And, you know, when I look back on my life, um, on my deathbed, I'm going to be like, I regret those weeks that I gave up coffee because it just brings me so much joy. And I think, too, when you're especially when you're going through SARS, it's like you need to find out what makes you feel your best so you can get through treatment. And sometimes there's going to be that physical aspect of feeling your best and figuring out which foods you don't react to or which do allow your body's to body to heal as quickly as possible. But when you're talking about the spectrum of wellness and feeling your best, it's not just physical. For me, coffee is like a ritualistic experience. I keep looking at my coffee, like lovingly in the corner here. <laughs> so if you see me like goo goo eyes, that's what I'm looking at. But like it's a ritual that I like to experience in the morning and it brings me joy in my life. So there's that aspect of wellness and feeling my best as well. So point being... I feel like we're being awful because it's like we're not being like this is strict and prescriptive, but it's really like you do you boo boo. Like <laughs> find what works for you, eat the meat you like, can afford it, makes you feel your best, and the rest is clutter. Like it's just noise in the background. Most people eat carnivore because they want to live awesome lives, not because they want to be defined as the perfect carnivore. Beautifully said. So if you're looking for more resources or support in your SERS journey, you can join us over at thesersgroup.com. All of our resources will be linked down below.